Welcome back on this Wednesday, a rare Wednesday episode with Pastor John and myself together. No sermon clip today. We're both in the studio with an update. Uh, this is John Piper's year in review, I guess we could call it, Pastor John, yep. uh, as we look back at, at God's kindness to us in, in 2022. It was a busy year for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of ground to cover today. So let's start with the personal life of, of John Piper. Don't go into the books or conferences or ministry memories just yet. Start by giving us highlights from your life. What stands out to you personally? That's a trick question in a sense because uh, pleasure personally and pleasure from ministry are really hard to distinguish. So it seems to me like you're asking the impossible. But I think I get, <laughs> I get what you're asking, the joys um, of the personal dimension of my life apart from the work I do for Desiring God and, and Bethlehem College and Seminary. So let me, let me mention maybe two or three things. Um, probably the least important thing to mention, but amazingly ever-present in our home life, is that we got a new dog, a golden <laughs> doodle. Now, we uh. had a golden doodle for 14 years, and this dog, however, is more doodle than golden. So we're trying to come to terms with that and having a little bit of a hard, a hard time. So that's the least important thing to mention. And yet there, there she is all the time in the kitchen um, as part of our lives now. Far more important uh, was a once-in-the-lifetime fishing trip with all four of my sons and two grandsons huh. at a wilderness lake in Canada where you have to fly in, land on the water, fish for walleye and northern pike. And these fish mm. were so hungry. <laughs> they were so hungry. We were catching them with hooks and pieces of orange duct tape. That's really, that's <laughs> not an exaggeration. My boys wow. were having a blast experimenting. What will they bite? <laughs> and these were big, <laughs> these were big fish, big edible fish. So I love the sounds of my sons laughing. And when you get four quick-witted, fast-tongued Piper brothers together in one place, you better be prepared to be knocked over by the verbal huh. rough-and-tumble and laughter. It was, it was a really precious high mm. point, which I pray God will use in their lives for good. Let me just mention one more, and it's cheating. I know it's cheating because it mingles ministry, pleasure, and personal, but I can't help but mention that um, I get a tremendous personal pleasure from teaching the preaching course at Bethlehem College and Seminary, where I serve as chancellor. I mean, the give and take with these 14 guys this fall, for example, in the class about the glories of preaching God's Word is simply too satisfying for me personally to to leave out. Hmm. I think probably most of us feel the same way that you do about ministry joys being mingled with uh, personal right. joys. But let's move into your ministry joys or or your ministry highlights from 2022. Given the fact that you and I are talking right now, of course, means that in 2022, God enabled us to record another 150 episodes mm. of this podcast of Ask Pastor John. And we're closing in now on 1,900 total episodes as we finish up 10 years together on this podcast. Absolutely amazing. I won't get to say very often, Tony, in public at least, though I might say it to you more often, that I am so profoundly thankful for your partnership, Tony, particularly. I know a lot of people make things happen at Desiring God, but 
the amount of planning, praying, curating, editing, hosting that you do for this podcast to make it possible is mostly invisible, but absolutely essential to the life of this ministry. I am mm. so thankful. Mm. That's very meaningful to me, Pastor John. Thank you. I've, I've told you this before, and I'll say it again, but Ask Pastor John is the honor of a lifetime for me. This will be, I'm very sure of it, the most impactful ministry I will ever be a part of. Um, you tell me, I cannot know that. Right, you cannot know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying I know that, and I thank God for APJ. Thank God for you and for your very hard work that is really the engine behind it all. Uh, but I love building this podcast with you. I enjoy every single week of this work because... I know one day our building of it will come to an end, and I do not look forward to that day. So, But APJ is not the only podcast you spend time on. Uh, maybe we shouldn't even classify it as a podcast, but you spend a lot of time creating these almost unique visual mm -hmm. online teaching mm -hmm. videos called Look right. at the Book. Uh, I think we have almost a thousand of those episodes available right now at Desiring God. Is there anything unusual about this past year on the Look at the Book front? Well, there is, but let me step back and give the bigger picture because the, what's special won't make as much sense without that. Several years ago, God, I believe, put it in my heart to try to create a look at the book episode. These are about 10, 10 to 14 minutes long on all 13 of Paul's letters. So the team at Desiring God thought that was a, an amazing thing and a good idea and got behind it and began to structure my life uh, to that end, weaving look at the book creation into my weekly routine. But we discovered that at the pace we were going, that probably not going to happen in my lifetime because that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of, that's hundreds and hundreds hmm. and hundreds of episodes given all of Paul's letters and how long some of them are. So we decided to experiment last summer, so just these months past, uh, with what we call a lab blitz. And so Desiring God sends me away then for about seven weeks, um, where that's all I do, is nothing but that. And, and bless their hearts, Nine Marks and Capitol Hill Baptist Church provided Noel and me with a, a nice secluded place to stay. Hmm. And uh, we, the guys from Desiring God, set up a studio in a bedroom. And so nine hours a day, five days a week, for seven weeks, I, all I did was uh, look at the book creation. And we did about 150 episodes in that time and hmm. did all the first and second Timothy. So if, if we now take that model of, of these blitzes, uh, and and do that for the next two or three years, the goal actually looks doable. It, it looks doable. I mean, if God, <laughs> we could drop dead any time, right? <laughs> yeah. No matter how old we are. But uh, if I stay healthy, if my mind stays clear for the next two or three years, then it actually looks doable. I love doing it this way. I am so yeah. thankful. Staying really focused day in, day out is so much more efficient than fitting into a day here and there uh, during my other responsibilities, those efforts at, at look at the book. So we'll probably be doing both. And uh, I'm excited that it looks like if God gives me life, I could do look at the book on all of Paul's letters. Wonderful. Any uh, special takeaways from seven weeks of your attention being riveted on Paul's letters? 
Yes, but we don't have time to talk about them. <laughs> They're so good, so deep, so many. Yeah. You can't look at God's book as long as I have looked at it and not be amazed. Hmm. At least I can't. So my prayer, every time I start one of those days of focusing all day long on looking at God's book, is, Lord, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things out of your word, like the psalmist prayed in Psalm 119. But maybe what would be most interesting for folks uh, is to see the connection between doing look at the book uh, on Second Timothy and a new book that will be out in a few weeks, namely a book on the second coming of Christ, which we're calling uh, Come, Lord Jesus, that Crossway is publishing. I've wanted to write a book on Christ's coming for many years. Well, here I was focused. Now, this wasn't last summer. This was earlier as I was pondering Second Timothy in preparation. I was focused on Second Timothy, and I got to the end. This is probably his last letter, and these are among the last verses. And he wrote in Second uh, Timothy 4, 7, and 8, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have loved his appearing. All who have loved his appearing. And that was it. I mean, that's what it took to get me over the edge to say, now I know how I want to write this book on the second coming. So I wrote a book focused mainly on helping myself and I hope others love, not just hope for or mm -hmm. uh, understand or think about, but love mm. the appearing of the Lord Jesus. And I, I finished the editing earlier this year, and uh, it's scheduled to be out, I believe, in January sometime. Yeah, outstanding. It's a great read. And uh, I, I guess that answers one of my other questions I had for you, whether this new look at the book Blitz that you just mentioned earlier will replace your other writing priorities. Well, it might. Um, I'm not sure yet about what it will look like mm -hmm. over the summers for the next two or three years. In fact, it's not going to, in the foreseeable future, replace writing because we've set aside some time just a few weeks from now in January to team up with Joe Rigney, uh, the president of Bethlehem College Seminary, to write a short book on how to be a lifelong learner. So mm. I know that book is in the planning stages and the blitzes aren't going to preempt that one. But I'm, as you know, not the only writer of books or yeah. articles at DG. I mean, what an amazing, when I look back over this year, what an amazing stream of substantial, insightful, Bible-saturated articles flow out daily at Desiring God. Hmm. Not to mention, in this past year, the new books that you and David Mathis published this year. I mean, hmm. Tony, your book God, technology, and the Christian life is still, in my mind, in a class by itself. I don't know anything like it with the combination of rich 
biblical reflection, high view of providence, fascinating grasp of the present lay of the land of technology. And, and I've got juicy favorite quotes. <laughs> that, I mean, you're, you're a good writer and you rise to some sweet levels of quotability. And one of mine, I mean, here's two of them. Angels don't bend down in awe of Silicon Valley. Angels kneel in awe to study the glories and agonies of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's gold. Or obviously, we can escape from God's providence like a fish can escape water for a life in outer space. <laughs> That's great. So uh, you, uh, your book is worthy of uh, people's getting just to poke around and find those, those nuggets <laughs> like that. And, and as if that were not enough um, for a great year at Desiring God, Mathis, David Mathis, our executive editor, published a, a book for church leaders. It's yeah. called workers for your joy. And uh, I think it's one of a kind because there are a lot of books on eldership, right? A lot of books on pastoring. Goodness, there are hundreds of them, but there are not a lot built on 2 Corinthians one twenty four with the point that we are workers with our people for their joy. Mm. That's the note of the book. This is Christian hedonism pressed into the corners of the leader's life. It was, it was a great year of, of publishing, I think. Yeah, amen. You have uh, not mentioned yet your book, though, uh, What is Saving Faith? That was also published in 2022. In fact, just a few weeks ago at the annual meeting of the Evangelical Theological Society in Denver, a whole three-hour mm-hmm. block was devoted to your book. Why was that? And, and that's never happened before, I don't think, uh, has it, uh, that one of your books would be part of a, a debate at ETS? No, no, that was a first, I think. Uh, and I, w- I was really glad for it. I feel privileged that that happened. The, the book has stirred up some discussion because not everyone agrees with my main point, namely that true saving faith has in it an affectional or heartfelt dimension, which I call treasuring Christ. So saving faith is a receiving of Christ as a treasured Savior, a treasured Lord. Without that treasuring aspect, I think we may be just using Christ, competent, but not trusting Him as an all satisfying Savior. So I was really glad for the ETS event to try to bring some clarity to the pushback we've received. And I hope people will read it for themselves uh, rather than just what others are saying. I think there are not many issues more important than whether we really have true saving faith. Amen. Well, we're over time. We need to wind this up. Uh, any other encouraging things that you see at Desiring God more broadly that you think uh, our listeners might be interested in? I think what is most exciting and most worthy of thanksgiving to God and to our financial supporters is the incredible expansion of the ministry globally. Hmm. Uh, we now have something like 30 
partners worldwide translating Ask Pastor John books, articles. It's simply remarkable what God is doing globally to raise up young leaders with a passion for the glory of God and for publishing and that are amazingly savvy on the internet for yeah. everywhere in the world. This is invisible to most people. This, this growth, this exciting dimension of our ministry is, is mostly invisible for people and yet may be the most important thing we are doing right now at Desiring God, namely partnering with these brothers and sisters as an increasing part of our annual plan and our annual budget. So I think this is a great place to end the year-end update, thanking God for what he's doing outside of our little sphere called America through this ministry. Amen. Yeah. Speaking of God's work outside of America, um, this year included for me my first international trip ever, right. mm -hmm. uh, preaching in Brazil in June to launch my, my technology book in Portuguese. It launched there uh, this summer, and I got to hold the translation in hand, and I met and spent time with the translator there, and I had uh, lunch with our friend Vinny, uh, who is uh, one of the important contacts we have in Brazil, uh, mm -hmm. translating our resources. And so all this international work you just mentioned became very tangible for me for the right. first time in 2022, because I think if if all you know is Desiring God, the English website and the English resources that we create, there is a whole other world of labor happening right now that we want to introduce you to so that you can see it for yourself. And we're going to introduce you to that work beginning next time. We have 30 international partners, as you said, Pastor John, at least, and we're going to hear from seven of them in the next seven APJ episodes, brief updates from leaders reaching the world through the languages of French and Portuguese and Farsi and Dutch and German and Arabic and Albanian. Each of these seven updates are incredible. They inspire me to ministry, and it's my joy to share them with you in these final weeks of the year. Amen. And if you're hearing all these updates and you want in, you can join us today. We're looking for new ministry partners like you to come alongside us to support us as we continue to make new resources in English, including our books and articles and look at the book videos and this podcast as well. And as we get these resources translated and distributed across the globe in dozens of languages, we can only do all this with your help. So consider becoming a monthly ministry partner with us today. Much of our financial support comes from friends of ours who give, on average, $30 a month to support all of this work, everything we mentioned today, and more. To set up monthly giving, go to give.desiringgod.org. That's give.desiringgod.org. It is very much appreciated. Pastor John and I are back next time. We will see you on Friday.